In business, you rarely hear the expression for life. You make a purchase for a product, for a service, and, and there's, a, there's a time frame there. Well, that's not the case with Awaken 180 weight loss. Allow me to explain. You know, a year ago, I started with Awaken 180 weight loss and had incredible success losing weight. But you can lose all the weight in the world and not keep it off. And what good is it? That's why I have support for life from Awaken 180. Yeah. I mean, I go back for check-ins and make sure everything's going smoothly. But if I ever had a problem, the counselors are there to get me back on track. Why don't you do what I did and call for a consultation? 844-346-1800. 844-346-1800. Or go to awaken180weightloss.com. the dagger the podcast where we cover all things nba and the top news and all of basketball i am your host taylor call and i am joined as always by the boys Dion franklin dj johnson how we doing fellas great ready to get started what's up what's up quick reminder to follow us on instagram at the dot dagger podcast to interact with the show and keep up to date on everything we got going on so today kind of a quiet week for the nba not a whole lot happening so far. So we're doing our ranking show. So post-free agency, post-draft, where we think each team ranks preseason, who we think will be at the top and at the bottom when all is said and done. And we thought we would entertain you guys with a little bit of historical debate. We're going to have Papa Franklin, Dion's father, join us as we debate our top 10 players of all time. I'm a little nervous. This could get heated. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm but it's totally all ready. for the viewers. So we're going we're gonna to talk people. about our top 10 towards the end, our top 10 players of all time that we have some thoughts. But let's start out. So the draft is behind us. The vast majority of free agency is behind us. Who do we think? Let's, should we start with the East or the West? Let's, let's start with the East. Let's start with let's the, start the East. East. Yeah. Who do we think are the best teams in the East? And where do we think every team ranks? VJ, give us your Eastern Conference rankings. Yeah, no surprise uh, for number one. I'm going to start off with the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, I think just they've been a regular season juggernaut pretty much the last two seasons. So I can easily see them finishing, you know, at the top of the East this upcoming season. Two, I'm kind of skeptical about. But I got the Brooklyn Nets just because sometimes talent wins out, especially in the Eastern Conference, I think. Uh, I think getting two superstars back should be um, fruitful for the Nets. Three, I'm pretty high on them, even with the loss of Gordon Hayward. But I got the Celtics finishing in the top three. Um, I think that pickup of Tristan Thompson might actually prove to help them out quite a bit. And Tatum can take that next step. Uh, only thing that worries me is Kimba. Might be a little bit unhealthy going into the season, but we'll see. Four, um, how can I not put the Miami Heat in the top four in the East? I just think that what they did last year, have a little bit of continuity and getting some finals experience. I see that easily putting them in that top tier. Five, I might regret this, but the Sixers, I think Doc taking over and them getting a little bit more shooting could help them. This might be the last go around for Ben Simmons. 
and Joel, but hopefully they can kind of get on the right path. Um, six, no disrespect to Drake, six guy, but I got the Raptors here. Well, the Raptors at six, six guy, no pun intended. That's just how it kind of worked out. Um, <laughs> I think they took a step back losing some of their big men, but I just think that they're scrappy enough. Getting Van Vliet back kind of helps. Seven is kind of a midway. Um, they're kind of a team just in the middle of the pack. The Pacers, I don't really see them taking a step forward or a step back, honestly. Eight, I really think that this might be the year Atlanta takes a leap. I like what they did in free agency and the draft, getting uh, Oneka Okongwu. Um, nine, I got the I got the Wizards here. Um, I'm not sure what they'll do as far as what they'll, if they'll move John Wall or not, but I think getting him and Bradley Bill back on the court at the same time is probably their number one priority. Ten, I'm going to go with Charlotte here. Not really sure what Gordon Hayward's going to bring them, but I think drafting LaMelo Ball does give them a little bit of a bright spot. And they have some young pieces that are pretty intriguing. 11, uh, the Bulls. Uh, I don't really have much to say about the Bulls other than Patrick Williams. So moving on from them. <laughs> we need to let it go. We need to yeah. let, we set our piece yeah. about yeah. Patrick we, we have to let We have to let Patrick go. All right, Patrick. I'm sorry. Um, 12. <laughs> 12, uh, I got the Magic here. Um, I know they were a playoff team the last two seasons, but I don't really – they didn't really make any moves besides drafting Cole Anthony, I believe, and they don't really seem to be that, you know, steadfast on, um, you know, improving, to be honest. 13, uh, the Knicks, they're not last, so that's definitely <laughs> an improvement. They had a okay offseason. They got Obi Topin, and they still have probably 600 power forwards and small forwards. <laughs> yeah, that New York oh. things are looking up. Looking up. 13th yeah. on DJ's big board. Let's go. <laughs> hey, they're not 15, right? Um, 14, I got the Pistons. Uh, not really sure what they're doing either. Um, looks like they just created some cap and just dr- trade a lot of pieces around. But they got Derrick Rose and Blake Griffin, two 30-year-old aging stars. I don't know what mm-hmm. they plan to do, if they kind of stick with that or not. And last, uh, Cleveland, just because not really sure what happens in Cleveland other than the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and the Browns. Not sure what the Cavs have been doing for the last couple of years, but they should um, – if they have Kevin Love and Tristan Thompson along with their young draft pieces – and they have – I think Bickerstaff is the coach. So, I wonder if they're going to run that back and just try to start to get their franchise back off the ground. So, it's my top 15. Let's say Tristan and Andre. Oh, yeah, yeah, Drummond. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, they had like yeah. 50 big men. Yeah, it's hard to keep track of them all. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I – like your I like your list, BJ, because my top seven are the exact same as yours. So Oh really? I, I like <laughs> your power rankings a lot. Yeah, mine is um, different a little bit. I don't I, I think you're disrespecting the magic though. They got a lot of good pieces down there. But they lost I don't know if they make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I have them making the playoffs. I have them at yeah, eight, yeah, I was struggling with them. I I mean Foltz looked like all right. You saw Vucevic, you know, borderline all-star. Aaron Gordon plays well when he's healthy. Mm-hmm. They did lose DJ. Yeah, it's though. not bad. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a good role. How are they going to manage without know. DJ Augustine? Well, you Who's know what I mean. Point guard like, now? I mean? He makes a difference down there in that, in that from I mean, 8 to 15. But anyway. All right. So my <laughs> – my 
the first part of this is going to sound really familiar. I also have the Bucks at number one. Um, I think we're really going to see what the Bucks are made of. They made some win-now moves. Regular season should be no problem. They should cruise through the East fairly easily with that roster. Bogdanovich, no Bogdanovich, shouldn't matter. Drew Holiday, Giannis, and Chris Middleton, I think have will have a really good synergy. They're all pretty unselfish players, so I think that they'll have some chemistry right off the rip despite the short preseason. I got the Nets at two. This is a textbook regular season team. We'll see if they can do anything in the playoffs, but, I mean, you have KD, you have Kyrie Irving. Harden or no Harden, that's already a lot of buckets. You should be fine. You have Jared Allen down there to protect the paint. DeAndre Jordan, some nice size, some nice role players with those guys. So, I mean, the Nets are textbook regular season team. And, of course, third this year, last year, every year probably from here on out. (laughs) We got the Celtics at three. Kemba is injury. It's a little concerning. I feel like he hasn't really been healthy since he signed with the Celtics. There's talks they're trying to move him. I'd be okay with that. It'll be interesting to see. So the news with the Celtics, since you guys aren't following, I'll once again enlighten you, is that the Celtics bribed the Hornets to take all of Gordon Hayward's contract with two second-round picks. So now the Celtics – see, this this is the disease. Mid-season, we're going to make a big move. So with Gordon Hayward's contract off of the books, they now have a max slot. So they can sign another max player. I mean, of course, we're not going to, but of course, we all think that we're going to. So we'll probably be third. But if for some, by some miracle, we do actually pull off a midseason move for a max player, who knows? Sky's the limit. But we're not going to, so we're at third. We got. The, I got the heat at four, taking a little bit of a step back. Um, I just think, you know, with people coming back from injuries, the East is deeper. So the heat are really good still, but I put them at four. Um, I got the Sixers at five, still not all that impressed, but you know, from here on out, the East isn't that strong. So sure. Sixers could be up there. Simmons, if Simmons is back healthy and beat actually puts in an effort, they could be fifth and Doc Rivers doesn't coach. And you know, then Doc Rivers will coach them out of the playoffs. Um, I got the Raptors also at six. I don't know who they have down in the paint. Lowry isn't getting any younger. He's logged a lot of playoff minutes the past two years. Um, getting Van Vliet, Van Vliet back was was big. That's the only reason I still have them in the playoffs. But yeah. I do think they took a big step back. I also got the Pacers at seven. If everybody's healthy and still on the roster, um, I do think they could be decent with Oladipo, Warren, and Miles Turner. I got the Magic at eight. They just, like the Celtics at three, just chalk in the Magic at eight. They're going to be there for a while. Um, I got the Pistons at nine. I mean, Blake Griffin. Yeah. In a pretty weak Eastern Conference, if he's healthy, could go off. You know, Derek Rose. You know, they they also have forty eight bigs down there, so like you know, they can rebound. Yeah. Sadiq Bay is a good pick. Oh no, he's in Brooklyn. Yeah. No, he got traded. Oh, that's right, he did get traded. Wow. They, got, they have a couple young players down there too. They're not even making wow. the playoffs. Chill, BJ. <laughs> <laughs> got the Wizards in ten. Who I I get the feeling that might be dumpster fire so i'm not putting them in the playoffs i got the hornets at 11 i do think with hayward and Lamelo ball running that offense they'll be a little bit better still not ready to take that next step though but you know 
I got the Hawks at 12. I'm still not buying the Hawks. They've made all the right moves, but I think they're just still too young. Ooh. Speaking of young, I don't know if I trust Trey Young to take them places yet. I think he's a big stat sheet stuffer, but I don't know if he's a winner yet. So I, I, I think they're too young still, but we'll see. You know, they could turn the corner this season, but I, I think they're still too young. I got the Bulls at 13. That's probably generous. Cavs at 14. That's probably generous. Wow. <laughs> I still got the Knicks at 15. <laughs> they still have all that cap space. Still didn't get a single free agent. I don't know what they're doing. I still think they're horrible. But I appreciate VJ giving the folks in New York a little bit of hope, but I'm I'm not selling anything. I'm selling no hope to New York. <laughs> yeah. right. Dion, what you got? All right. Mine is a little different, you know, because I like to do things differently. I, I too have the Bucks first. They've been the pretty consistent force in the regular season in the East for the past two years. I'm not as pessimistic as you guys are for the Boston Celtics, so I have them at second actually. If they get, oh, um, bless you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think the Kemba injury is a, is a small concern, but that he's gonna be back by what January? Uh, yeah. With, yeah, like so they say. Yeah, that's just like, what, 10 to 15 games. I think they can still make it in the East. I think they can still make it second because the Nets, I have the next third uh, in third place just because I don't know if they can gel right away. And I don't know how Steve Nash can manage those egos that he got on those, on that team. The Fourth, egos manage themselves, remember. It's you're right, you're right, you're right. Collaboration. You're forgetting that, the collaboration. But uh, <laughs> then, uh, like you guys, I have to eat at fourth. Uh, Philly as fifth. I have a surprise at sixth because I like the moves that they made this offseason. Uh, getting Bogdanovich and Okongu are two big pieces. I think that if they can gel right away, they can steal some wins in the early season. I have the Hawks because the the East is so like okay. from, from six down, the East is literally a, like a toss-up. And I think the Hawks, the Hawks have the assets now to get to that sixth spot. Uh, the Raptors, Raptors don't have no bigs. So I put them at seven, uh, one, one position down from you guys. Uh, Raptors have mm-hmm. only, I don't I don't see them going anywhere. They're gonna lose in the first round for sure if they, if they make the playoffs at all. Uh, I have the Pacers at eighth. I was juggling with this one because I wanted to put the Hornets at eight, but I'm gonna put them at nine. Pacers, if they stay healthy, they will make the playoffs. They might even steal the seventh spot from the Raptors. Then after that, the Wasteland, that's what I call them. <laughs> we have the Magic at 10th because I put the Ooh. Hornets at 9th. Actually, no, sorry, sorry, I had that wrong. Uh, Pistons at 10th. Then I have the Magic at 11. I have the Wizards at 12. Just because I don't know what they're going to do with that team. I really don't know. I don't know how John Wall is going to come back from that injury. He's He hasn't played a game in three years, so I just... I have no confidence in that team. Uh, then I have the Cavs at 13 and the Knicks at 14. I don't have them last because I think the Bulls is the worst team in the NBA this season. They have done nothing to improve. They have done nothing to improve, and they wasted their pick. They're my 15 team. I thought we were done coming after Patrick Williams. I, I didn't say I didn't say the name. I didn't I didn't mention the name. Hey man, he didn't. I didn't, I didn't mention the name. He just said they wasted their pick. You know? I didn't say their name, but that was just a contributing factor a, to my decision. 
you know. The only reason I didn't put him that low is because I respect Zach Levine's game. I do too, but not that much. You know, I I don't, I don't, I have no faith in Chicago. Also, like all the teams down there are separated for probably by five wins. Like nine to nine to fifteen last year was six wins. So. Yeah, that's fair. It's literally like a wasteland. There, I, uh, I really wanted to put them all together, but if we have to put an order, <laughs> you know. And I, I think they're trading. I think the Bulls are getting ready to trade their highest paid player, Otto Porter. Um, oh, that would be video, that's that is uh, such a bad contract. Oh my god. Yeah, a video came out of him hosting a party during quarantine, <laughs> and uh, let's just say that it was not. A limit of ten people, so the Bulls <laughs> yeah. are like, yeah, we're trying to we're trying to get rid of this. So they might be moving their highest paid player. Dude, if, I had his, if I had his contract and his skill set, I'd be partying too. <laughs> that was a, only thing that was is a, though he was drinking Kirkland wine. I think he was like, man, you make it millions, but you shop at Costco. I respect it. I respect That's how it. the rich stay rich. I respect the. Grind. I respect the wine. That's right. I respect <laughs> it. <laughs> The, his agent has to be the best in the, the NBA. The best, the best. Like he, he Hayward, the Hayward, whoever Hayward's agent is, is also the best yeah. in the NBA. Yeah. The the East is kind of not that interesting because I think you have the top four for sure. Yeah. You have the Bucks, yeah. the Celtics, mm-hmm. the Nets, and the Heat. Those are really the only teams even in contention in my mind to win the East. Yeah. And after that, the you East have some halfway side, decent yeah. teams. You know, and then you have an absolute dumpster fire at the bottom. East isn't that interesting. So let's talk about the West. And I think the West could be very interesting. Very intriguing. Let's 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 go in reverse. Let's let's <laughs> four way tie for eight. Yeah. This isn't even the bubble, Dion. What do you oh, I know it? Oh, I know it. Let's let's start with you, Dion. Let's go in reverse order. All right. First, I have the champs, of course. LeBron James, Anthony Davis, they brought in role player lineup for the bench. I think they just improved greatly in this offseason with Trez and Schroeder uh, and Wesley Matthews as well. I think they are definitely going to be first. And I'm, I already call it like they're going to be the NBA champions next year. Uh, then I have the Clippers. A second. I know they lost Trez, but I think that bringing in Ibaka, that just gives them the firepower to still make it up there in second place. I don't see anybody else ever making it up there and winning as much as they will in the regular season. I don't know how they will fare in the playoffs, but I think they're going to still make it up there. Third, I have the Nuggets again, like last year, a solid team, solid regular season team, and they proved they can win some games in the playoffs as well. You know, they lost two key players, but I think they still have a solid core. Fourth, I have the Suns. Uh, they have a super starting lineup, I should say. Um, and they brought in Jay Crowder as well. So I see them going forth. I don't see teams that have better rosters overall. I don't know how they'll play in the playoffs, but I think bringing in Chris Paul has definitely brought in that uh, versatility that they needed, I think. Then I have the Mavericks at fifth. Luka Doncic, I have nothing else to say. Luka Doncic is a monster, and he's definitely going to get a lot of wins in this regular season. Uh, For the playoffs, though, I don't know how they are going to go. They need to bring in a couple more pieces to shooters in because you can't get it with Tim Hardaway Jr. and Dorian Finley-Smith and Maxi Kleber. Um, Sixth, I have Portland. Portland, um, I was was debating putting them fifth, but 
I don't know if they can remain consistent and healthy throughout the whole regular season. I know they're going to be a great playoff team, a playoff team if they hit their stride at the right time. Then I have Utah. Hard to have Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert out of the playoffs. I have them seventh. And then here is where it gets uh, hard for me, 8 through 15, because <laughs> literally there's so many good teams. There's a lot of good teams. There's a lot of good teams to leave out. So uh, I have, for eighth, I have a fight between the Grizzlies, the Pelicans, the Spurs, and the Timberwolves. I think each of these teams can make it. I think the team that's going to make it is going to be the Pelicans just because they have Zion and uh, Brandon Ingram and they brought in Steven Adams. Steven Adams is going to allow to uh, allow Zion Williamson to just play his game on offense. So I have them going eighth. Uh, I have the Grizzlies going uh, ninth, the Timberwolves going 11th and the Spurs going 12th and the Warriors going 13th. Then I have the Rockets going 14th. <laughs> lordy, lordy. Wow. wow. And OKC going last. Wait, I forgot a team. I forgot the Kings. Kings are going to go 13. Oh, no, oh, 14th, I meant. And the Rock is 13th. Sacramento's going to be last. looking better in Houston going from 14th to 13th. <laughs> I mean, I don't wow. see I, I think that team is going to blow up before the season start. And uh, even if they do stay together, they don't have the I don't I don't think they have the overall like an overall good yeah. roster other after uh James Harden and Russell. They got worse either they got way. Way worse. Yeah, either way. Yeah. Still don't have a center, so <laughs> good luck to them. Interesting. And the, I coach. guess the best way to argue about your list is to give you my list. Go for it. So I also have the Lakers first. Like I said last week, if Anthony Davis is healthy, I don't think anybody's stopping the Lakers. Beautiful. Second, Beautiful. it's it's kind of a toss up, but I have the Nuggets second. Okay. I think their team chemistry I, – I kind of feel like the Clippers might have a little bit of a hangover going into the season, and we'll see if they hit their stride. But they did get a little bit more rest than everybody from getting yeah. bounced. So <laughs> I, I think I have the Nuggets second. I think they're they're riding high. I think Porter Jr. develops. Um, and then I have the Clippers third. Signing Ibaka was huge for them. I don't think he replaces Harold, but I think he does a lot for them. Fourth, I have the Blazers. I think the Blazers continue their momentum. They did a lot to keep their team intact. Resigning Melo. Nurkic is healthy. I think the Blazers join that upper echelon of, of West Coast teams. Fifth, I have the Jazz. The Jazz have nice chemistry. Donovan Mitchell takes a step every year, and I think he takes another step this year. Mavericks are sixth. Luka's really good. Porzingis is decent, but I don't know about the guys they have around them. But just with Luka alone, I think they get to six. I have the Suns seventh. I think fourth is a pipe dream. Uh, You have Chris Paul past his prime, but is an elite floor general and leader. Devin Booker, love Devin Booker's game. I don't know if they're ready to take that next step yet. So I have them at seven. I got the Pelicans sneaking in as well at eight. I think there's a lot to like about that roster. I like... Um, Oh, uh, Van Gundy? Yeah, Yeah, I like Van Gundy there. Van Gundy. I think it's Stan. Stan Yeah, Yeah. I like like Stan Van Gundy as the hire. I think the Pelicans get in. Ninth, I have the Warriors. Steph Curry, Draymond Green, along with a couple of nice young talents, gets you pretty far, but with with the West this deep, it's just... You can't lose a player like Clay Thompson... And expect to be where you were. I think without Clay, 
I do think the Pelicans are better. I do think the Suns are better. So tough, tough luck for the Warriors, but I got to put them at nine. I have the Rockets 10th. I think you still, if you go into the season with Harden and Westbrook still on the roster, and I think they will, that alone is going to win you some games. They still have Eric Gordon. Boogie could be a good signing. We'll see. So I'll put them at 10. I have the Grizzlies 11th. Not a bad team. But like I said, the West is deep. I, I just look at them on a nightly basis, and I just don't see them beating a lot of these teams. Kings, same thing with Kings, 12th. Not a bad team, still improving, but there's a lot of depth. I got the Timberwolves, 13th. I got the I got the Spurs, 14th. I think they're headed the wrong direction. Every free agency, they keep getting pecked away at, and just I just see them getting worse and worse. And 15th, yeah, the Thunder will be good, but they're not good this year. Mm-hmm. They have a pretty bare bones roster so it's hard to not see them going 15th in the west and i think they're uh, kind of taking a risk trading established players for draft picks but yeah we'll see yeah, pay off I, them, you know? I agree with that too i agree with that i have more faith in the suns though because like their starting lineup is so solid to me i just have a, I, I just see them in the, at least top five but you, know? you but unproven I, no i get though. i get what you're saying i get what you're saying I just, I just have faith in that lineup. In, in the West, you don't see a lot of first-year teams break the top four. It's usually the teams that have hung around for a while, the established and experienced teams that typically mm-hmm. crack that top four. And then you got to kind of pay your dues in five through eight before you can crack that top four. That's fair. That's fair. Only team that made that was the Lakers, probably. They went yeah. out of the playoffs to like first. Well, I mean, the Lakers are kind of an exception yeah. because Anthony Davis, LeBron. It's just different. Yeah. But... No, I feel that. BJ, what do you got? Yeah. What do you got? Yeah, my list is kind of similar to Taylor's with kind of the, some of the same logic. Like, my top three are pretty much the same. I just got the Nuggets and Clippers a little bit flipped, but I'm just going right down. So, I got the Lakers, um, the defending champs, as number one. Um, I think AD will sign that contract pretty soon here. And then I think Frank Vogel will figure out rotations. Only thing that worries me is the other day I saw a quote from Dennis Schroeder saying that he wants to start and that he doesn't want to be a sixth man. Only thing about that is we just saw LeBron playing a point guard for the first time full time and he led the league in assists. So I don't really want to mess with that if the Lakers just won a championship. So that's my only concern is like, are we putting, is it too much seasoning going into the stew right now with the Lakers? But, I mean, it remains to be seen. Number two, I got the Clippers. Um, I don't necessarily think they took a step back nor took a step forward, per se. Um, I think Ibaka helps them. Um, And they also got Batum, which doesn't do anything for them, I would say. I just really think it comes down to them chemistry and um, superstars not gelling right away. I think they need time on the court together, obviously. So, Kawhi would probably have to get rid of low management and just build that rapport on the court, especially under a new coach in Ty Lue. Uh, The Nuggets are my third team in the West. Uh, Honestly, I do think they took a step back for sure, losing um, Grant and then Craig. And also a pretty underrated thing was they lost Plumlee. He's a pretty decent backup center. He played his role pretty well, solid defender, athletic. I think losing him hurts. Um, I'm guessing. Uh, I want to say Detroit, but don't okay. quote me on yeah, that. Like no. every other big man. I mean, did, that's where but... every free agent exactly. big man is. Exactly. Yeah. So exactly. That's 
Yeah. Um, my fourth team, the Trailblazers. I think them healthy um, is really the key. I think Zach Collins, him coming back from surgery on his shoulder would be huge. Resign and Melo, I think, because they actually did need him. And then Covington actually helps them because they were probably the worst defensive team in the bubble. So mm-hmm. Covington kind of helps them. And he can space the floor as well, too. Um, and then fifth, I got the Jazz. Um, I think, like Taylor was saying, that Donovan Mitchell takes a step every year and that hopefully this year Mike Conley can actually live up to the billing. I mean, he was pretty hyped up when he was, got to Utah. So if he can actually live up to what the hype was around him, I think they could even be better than what they were. Uh, my sixth seed in the West, I got the Suns. I think obviously CP3 is a great acquisition. Um, a good mentor, a veteran presence, and Crowder getting him a tough guy, Marquette guy. Um, as you see, he was able to help Miami at three and D wing, and hopefully Phoenix can build off what they did in the bubble, going eight and zero. I know it was the bubble, so it was kind of like weird circumstances, but hopefully, like the Suns can use that momentum, carry on to this season. Seven, I wanted to put them higher. But the only thing that's keeping me back is Porzingis' is health. But I got the Mavs here at seven. I really think they could be higher, but I'm just not sure if Porzingis is, is going to be in out the lineup. And if, you know, the Mavs need another shot creator besides Luka. But really the only thing keeping Dallas out of my top five, I would say, is probably Porzingis' health. I think Luka is probably right now my favorite to win MVP. I'm just going to throw that up there. Yeah. Um this is really, really tough because I don't know what their team will look like. But I got the Rockets at eight um, just because I don't know if Russ and Harden will be there when the season starts. But I'm just going to pencil them in. If you got two former MVPs, with or without them, I got them at the eighth seed. Or no, with them having the eighth seed. Nine, I got the Pelicans. Uh, I'm pretty high on Zion as long as he can get healthy and get the ideal plan weight because that is a big man jumping up and down on the quarter around there. Um, as Taylor likes to say, I think he is one Popeye's biscuit um, away. <laughs> so we got to keep that down. Um, For the record, I've never once said Zion Williamson is fat. Okay. Well, quote unquote, Booger McFarlane, one biscuit away. So we got to keep him at ideal plan weight because obviously him healthy and him at ideal weight is the future for them. And then Brandon Ingram, I think he's going to take his next step. Um, and obviously I love Steven Adams as their big man in the middle. Um, Ten, I got Golden State just because obviously losing Clay kind of sets them back a little bit. But I wonder if Steph can kind of carry some of the load um, for them. I honestly don't know if they'll make the playoffs. They'll be a fringe team to me. Uh, 11, I got Memphis. Don't really know what they'll be. Uh, Ja, obviously, will do what he does. And Jaron Jackson Jr., if he comes back healthy from that knee injury, I think they'll be an interesting young team, but not much of a threat. San Antonio is my 12th team. Um, I see them rebuilding. Honestly, I think they're going in the opposite direction of what they usually do. I think Rudy Gay, um, DeRozan, and LaMarcus Aldridge are on last year their contract. So, obviously, like, they get ready to ship them out, I'm thinking. So they're obviously going to go in the OKC stage. I'd honestly kind of forgotten that Rudy Gay was still a thing. Part of me, me too. He like, already retired, to be honest yeah. with you. <laughs> I didn't even see him in the bubble, but I'm just going off. I haven't heard of that name in a while. <laughs> yeah. Flashback to Memphis days. Yeah, um, so my 13th team in Sacramento, 
Honestly, I got them at a standstill. No improvement, really, to be honest. I think them drafting another point guard confused me. And they got rid of Bogdanovich. So I'm not really too sure on their direction of the team. And I think Luke Walton is, honestly, no offense, not that good of a coach. I think anybody could have coached in Golden State. No offense in that that Laker job wasn't meant for him anyway. And then 14, I got Minnesota just because they don't really develop talent very well. And I don't really see them taking a step just because they're led by mostly young stars and Cat and D'Lo. And then 15, obviously OKC, but not as an OKC is bad. It's just because they're really just banking on their future because they have draft picks probably until – Taylor's son is eligible for the draft in some years from now. <laughs> <laughs> but they yeah, do have um, – Shea Gilgis is a very good piece for them to kind of build around, though, eventually when they get on the right track. But obviously they're rebuilding for now. So that's how it looks in the West. Yeah, I I agree. No disagreement. Yeah. I, also, I like that you also put the Blazers at four. I, th- I think they are going to be really good this year. Mm-hmm. I was just shaky on them because of, like, last year, if they can stay healthy or not. But they did get some good pieces, and I think you guys are, like, convincing me to put them at four. Yeah, I just think you saw the Blazers in the bubble, what they're really capable of. I mean, on any given night, they could be really good. And then there's Hot, and then there's Damian Lillard Hot. When this guy Mm -hmm. is hot, he's the best player in the NBA. Just think he's elite when when he's going. The only problem is he has his nights when he's not going, but – I think every yeah. year I want to make Damian Lillard my MVP prediction. I fall just short of that. But this year I might do it. I might predict Ooh. Damian Lillard to win the MVP. Yeah. Oh, wager. Wager. see. I know, previewing the next episode where we actually preview our MVP, <laughs> defensive <laughs> player of the year, all that stuff, who we actually mm-hmm. think wins the awards. But All right, switching topics now. We figured that since it's kind of a quiet week in the NBA – free agency mostly over um we would fill some time by talking about here at the dagger our top 10 greatest players of all time and you know that dion has had some stupid takes lately <laughs> his dad has to come on the show and set him straight so we have a very special guest papa franklin is here to get on to dion and set him straight how we do on papa franklin how y'all doing today we're we're glad to have you uh, here to give us some on. perspective on some of the all-time greats. So, all right, we're going to start with Dion for no particular right. reason. Right. And Dion, I want to know your top ten greatest players to ever do it. All right, so I will start with a premise that my top ten is based on skill and not achievements. Oh, here it comes. Okay, so skill-wise, my number ten is a player from the old – continent directly from germany is dirk Nowitzki. top 10 mm. one of the greatest okay. to ever do it never had a super super duper team but still got a ring and he did it against one of the best players of all time in lebron james and one of the best teams of all time with Dwayne wade and uh chris bosh then we'll move on to number nine i have larry bird one of the greatest celtics what? of all time I haven't. I haven't pretty though. I know. I know. Disrespect. Oh, it's, oh, not, dis- it's, not, it's not disrespect. I'm, I'm talking skill wise. I'm, I'm not talking <laughs> achievement. I'm talking skill wise. Great shooter. Great all around player. But I have to put him at nine. Then I have Tim Duncan at eight. Five rings. 
one of the probably the greatest power forward of all time. Unmatched skill set, incredible, and longevity wise as well for being that big of a like size wise. Then I have Wilt Chamberlain at seven. I know it's pretty low, but he put up incredible numbers. I would have him this low because I don't think he has had the level of competition to play against that other players have had in their time. So moving on, I have another Laker. I have a lot of Lakers on this top 10, oh. probably like now to to three. Then I have Magic, one of the greatest all of our players, one of the best point guards to ever play, like oversized point guard, incredible IQ. Then I have five. I have the all-time leading scorer in the NBA, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, another Laker. Everybody knows about him. There's not much to say. His game is one of pure art. His skyhook, incredible. Uh, then I have Kobe at four. Uh, love for the game, passion, hard work, dedication are all words that define Kobe. I think if it wasn't for the next three players, He's definitely the best player of all time. He has to be in the top five for sure. Then and my top three starts with the greatest center of all time, Shaquille O'Neal. Oh, my God. Complete kidding me? dominance, oh, 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 oh. size, and athleticism. <laughs> he is my third best player of all time. Then I have, of course, the greatest debate. And you know which side I take. Oh my! God. I know I'm gonna get so much hate. I know I'm gonna get so much hate, and I'm ready for it. Oh I don't even God. care. But skill wise, I have the great Michael Jordan at second. Oh my God! And LeBron James at first. Reactions? Can you be Beautiful. any more? Oh, oh, okay, okay. Right Beautiful. First Beautiful. of all, I might I might disown you. <laughs> get him! Get him, Papa Franklin! Get him! Um, Happy Father's Day. <laughs> right wow um wow that's all i want to say is you're no christmas presents for you know you know all i gotta say is like skill wise this is the one that makes the most sense so okay first off my, my first one was larry bird that low yeah I mean, you, all the people i named after him are better so i, I can't even say it like that I, that i'm tripping Okay. <laughs> Tell them. I love ten. how you're just like just skill wise. Skill wise. Yeah. Like yeah. just take out wins and achievements. Listen, listen, those. listen, listen. We're talking about greatest <laughs> player of all time. That means skill set, in my opinion. Right. Rings don't matter. Cause, in the because that's just, that, rings rings are circumstantial because it depends on your team. Circumstantial. The, is I, I got this, Tyler. I got this. Have you I got to, please take it? Okay, oh boy. first of all, on my top 10, it's not only skill-wise, but all, everything, how you make your player, other players great as well. Exactly. Okay? That's, so, a, that's a skill. So, so, my number 10, I have a five-way tie for number 10. Oh, <laughs> Thinking this a top 15. <laughs> Basically, uh, I have Isaiah Thomas. AI, KD, Barkley, and Curry at 10. Oh, okay. okay. At 10. I'm mad at that. Uh, <laughs> uh, so all those guys have a, a great skill set, can score, and enjoy to watch. Number nine is Tim Duncan, the greatest power forward mm -hmm. of all time. I mean, he wants five rings. 
Uh, 15 All-Stars, two MVPs, average 19, 11, and three. All right? Uh, number eight, I know I'm going to get some flack for this one. I know <laughs> it. It's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Okay. Ooh. And number eight. I guess 33,000 points just doesn't mean what it used to mean. Uh, I guess <laughs> not. Because I, I, some, of the, some of these players, I put them back then and put them today. How would they, how would they be – how would they play against the new era guys, for example? See, that's the thing, though. I feel like 33,000 points has stood through all of these eras so far. And so – it's going to go but, away I mean, like, in a year so, or two. It's going to be done. He's not going to be there for top sport. But what I'm saying so, is I, I have him – I have Kareem go against Olajuwon, Jack, David Robinson. Will he get that many points? These guys are uber athletic. So Fair enough. Fair enough. I'll just put him at eight. Uh, Bill Russell at seven. Uh, probably the greatest center, in my opinion, of all time. 11 championships, you know, five MVPs. This man has at one game outdid me in my rebounds. He did. He had <laughs> rebounds in one game. NBA Most finals, by the way. Right. NBA finals, 51, 51. rebounds. Okay. And my when I played in Italy uh, in, a, in, in a finals, I had 31 rebounds. So, and so you yeah. top five all time, huh? Is that what you're saying? I'm top five I, all time. In, in my league. Okay. In my league. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so, number six, <laughs> which is uh, contrary to Dion, is Shaq, Shaquille wow. O'Neal. Wow. Uh, even top five. That's great. Not, not even top five. If he can hit some free throws, he will be <laughs> top one. <laughs> he did leave a lot of points on the board. He did leave a lot of points on the board. If he Exactly. If you think about it, if he hit, uh, hit his free throws, at a clip of a seventy-five percent, he would average thirty points a game, easy. Mm -hmm. uh, number five, top five, and here's where uh, my my filio, my son, <laughs> go crazy because I have <laughs> LeBron James at five. Five? Oh, yeah. I'm done. I'm yeah. leaving. <laughs> at five. I'm, leaving. I'm done. Let me tell you why. <laughs> Let me tell you why. <laughs> Let me tell you why. <laughs> I mean, you put Magic, Kobe, uh, MJ in, in the finals for nine times, they're going to win a, a lot more than four. I'm going back to Italy. I'm done. <laughs> Bye. Do you understand what I'm saying? No. He's there in the finals nine times. He's been in the final nine times. And he only got four rings. What do I mean? And he, had to, and, he, and, he, and he had to get help. He changed teams. It means he has a losing percentage, a, lo a, a losing yeah. winning percentage in the finals. Try and keep up, Dion. We're talking about back best player of all time. Yeah, very good. I know. Skill wise, number five. No, oh overall, God. Dion. This is this and is, also this is also also with oh, LeBron James. If you put LeBron James in the eighties and nineties with all those fouls calls he's getting right now, he wouldn't got back then. So it's he still scores even through the fouls. Bruh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. Number four, Kobe Bryant. Uh Kobe Bryant is he has that tenacity. He's reminds me he's too much of MJ. Um, he got two Olympic gold medals, five rings, 17 all-stars, and scored 81 points in the game. No one 
is going is going ever come close to scoring eighty one points in the game, oh, other than Will Chamberlain. So number uh, number three, I got Larry Bird. Tell him three, this man uh, shoots and he finds ways to win. He wills his team to win. He makes his team better to me. And just I mean, and and he has two Finals MVP, three rings. He's just a bad boy. He's just a music. bad boy. Sweet music. I mean, it makes the game look effortless, and he can kill you with the pass, defense. He's just all around a great player. I, I wish two. everyone could see the look on Dion's face right I know. now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, man. No Number two, Magic Johnson. This man averaged 11 assists a game, 19 points, 12 all-star, five rings. I mean, in he made the game fun. Uh, he made everybody around him better. And if it wasn't for that little incident with the HIV, he probably would have crushed everybody. And even Michael Jordan would have had to be delayed his his rings. Uh, and obviously, number one is Michael Jordan. Thirty points a game, six rebounds, five assists, six rings, six MVP Finals MVP, five. MVPs. What can I say? I mean, any challenge you put in front of him, he conquers. He finds a way to win, no matter who's on his team. And he stayed with the same team throughout his career, no matter what player was on that team. He made him great. That's why, actually, the top three are the same because they stay with the same team. Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, and Michael Jordan. You know what? I'm going to stay out of this. <laughs> Seems like a family affair. I'm going to stay out of this. I'm not going to react. He's not going to get right. <laughs> I know he did it on purpose. He's not going to no, get right. No, I didn't. You know, you know there's I'll... no way. There's no way LeBron is not even on your top three. There's no way. Top five. That's, that's not top three. Okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. Top five. You're doing like Pierce no. over there. No. You put him in front of Kobe. I'm done. I'm you put him in front of Kobe. I'm done. You put him in front of Kobe. <laughs> Let's talk about this now. <laughs> I put it. I put it in front of everybody. What you mean? He is <laughs> the best player. He nobody has played against the competition that LeBron has played, and that's all I had to say. Well, okay, he had to change teams twice to get a ring. Okay, did you see who he played against? Except, except for the Dallas, him, except for the Dallas team. Did you see who he had to play? You see who Michael Jordan had to play? Who? Just Stockton and Malone. And that's nothing. I bet, I bet he can beat I bet LeBron Barry can beat him. I promise you he can. Oh, uh, that's barbecue chicken. Oh, my mama's barbecue oh, chicken, chicken. And lasagna and rib tips. And I know BJ got my back. Yeah, I don't know about that, Papa Franklin. You know, I'm ride or die with you, but this, them, them jazz boys? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> LeBron, LeBron James in his all-star team talking, at the Heat? Hold on, hold on. Okay, all you guys are knocking the Jazz. Look, they have the all-time assist leader in NBA history. What have they accomplished? And the second all-time on the same team because of Michael Jordan, the goat. Nothing. What have they? Okay, because of Michael Jordan, the goat. Hey, Tyler, I'm gonna say I'm T. I'm just gonna say one thing. They stayed on the same team. What does that mean? That means nothing. I mean, to be fair, Cleveland to get a ring. Yeah, because other teams have players come to them. I hate that shit. I hate that. That's why, why the Celtics that's why do KD it. That's why KD is not in the top 10. He left OKC to get a ring. 
I mean, to be fair, though, does that diminish Kareem's legacy because he went from Milwaukee to L.A.? Yeah. I don't know. Giannis about to do it, so it's cool. (laughs) (laughs) Don't give me that. All right. I'll give my my top ten now. Okay. Before it gets out of control. I I can smell the Italian beef cooking in the other room. It's getting heated over here. (laughs) <laughs> Dion and Papa Franklin about to not talk a whole lot over Christmas. All right. right, here's my top 10. So at number 10, I, I agree with you, Papa Franklin. You can put a lot of people in there, but I put the guy who revolutionized the point guard position. I put Oscar Robertson in my top 10. Yeah. All-time great player. A lot of people forget about him. Um, I got Timmy at at nine, Tim Duncan, five titles. I agree. Greatest power forward of all time. I got Shaq at eight. Okay. Shaq is a physically dominant and skilled player, but doesn't have the accomplishments of some of the other players. Like he had a totally dominant about 10 year run, but didn't have the longevity of some of the other players. I agree that in his prime, he might be the best, but his prime wasn't as long as some of these other guys. Right. Okay. So I love where you put him, Papa Franklin, but I got to put Larry at seven. I'm not ready to put him top three. Oh, like, I mean, I watched his game. I love Larry. Larry. I watched his game. There was nothing that guy couldn't do exactly. except have a winning record against Magic Johnson in the finals. Okay. <laughs> like he had some bad luck with Mikhail getting injured, you know, Len Bias, you know, tragically passing away back in the day. Right. But still, you know, I'm not ready to put him, you know, in that upper echelon, you know, I, I think am. three titles, four MVPs, I think. Yep. Yep. You know, all-time great, but, you know, didn't quite have the other accomplishment. But him and Magic Johnson together saved the NBA. So you got to put him in the top ten just for that. Um, at six, I have Magic, slightly above Larry, where he belongs, but together. Um, I got Kobe at five. Five rings, only losing to, you know, the Celtics' big three in their time. No shame in that with not yeah. a great roster that year. Still took him to six, I think, and yeah. then beat him in seven the next year. Six. So. Yeah. That roster was not that great. Like, Powell was pretty good, but, you know, you got to respect the guy and his will to win. I hated him when I was, you know, growing up when I was a <laughs> oh, teenager so. and stuff. But now that I'm a little bit older, I appreciate just how different Kobe Bryant was. Um, Here it comes. I got LeBron at four. Whoa. Okay. I'm not surprised. Look, I'm not hold surprised. on. We're talking today, right now. Okay. Yeah. All right. LeBron could be the GOAT when it's all said and done, but it's not all said and done yet. Okay. Right now, today, to put him as the GOAT is beyond premature. Chill out. Maybe he'll end with six or seven or eight, and then we can talk about GOAT status. But today, no shot. No shot. No shot. He's better than MJ. No way. No way. Today, maybe when it's all said and done, he could be the goat. But today, no, he's he's not. I see these young people scratching their head. Prime. Look, I I, I, I gave it the caveat. I gave it the caveat when he's done. But he's lost six times in the finals. He's been there ten times. 
that I, that's not a point of like going there is and losing. So so, so the, wait wait wait. The guy literally has a has. Do you do you have Bill as your first? Do you have do you have Bill as your first uh, player? I'll get there. Hold okay. on. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so at three, I got Kareem, all-time leading scorer. Did it forever for like twenty-something years. Okay, I think there's something to be said for that. Changed the game. Was an all-time great ambassador for the game. Right. Okay. Number two, I got Bill Russell, Lord yeah. of the Rings, eleven titles. He's the most dominant professional athlete of all time in any sport, in any era, any sport. Eleven titles, player, coach, all of it. Got you. All right. Thank you, Papa Franklin. Thank you. Oh. Eleven titles is eleven titles. Never been beaten. People said, but it was the fifties and sixties. There was no competition. He did it to Wilt and Jerry West and Elgin Baylor year after year after year. You named four exactly. players. That what? Is, you named four players. <laughs> They're most dominant players at that time. Okay, there's there's four players on the Golden State Warriors that are like that. And LeBron had to go up against them year after year. After a year, and he got yeah, out. but Bill Russell beat them every time. Yeah, but they LeBron were separate teams. Them. They were in separate teams. Dude, Bill Russell. Okay. Yes. Eleven titles speaks for itself. Okay, I don't care what era it is. It's not like the '60s were not competitive. He beat those Lakers teams every year that had chock full of Hall of Famers. All right. Yes. Okay. And then, of course, the goat, MJ, number one, six for six. Woo! Always found a way to win against great teams, made everybody better. I don't necessarily care about the one team thing. I don't think that necessarily changes your legacy, but MJ is the GOAT. I don't think at right now there's a discussion. Let me make a caveat to that MJ thing again. Let's talk, let's think about his first three. He had, uh, what, John Paxton. A bunch of no names, basically. Okay, you never named the bench players. No, Bill Baxton was not a bench player. He only had Scottie Pippen, Horace Grant. Okay. Who else? Okay. Oh. Boom. That was twenty-five <laughs> years. ago. I wasn't even born. Okay. Who did they beat? Was it the Lakers '91, and then was it Trailblazers the next year? Yes. And then who was after that? I know the was, Sonics were in there at some point. Sonics. Sonics. Late in the late 90s were the Sonics, or was it early 90s when he beat the Sonics? Late 90s. It was the late 90s. Okay. I'm trying to think ben, of that first three teams. twice. Yeah. And who were we missing? I know, it was, I know uh, the Blazers. You're also forgetting about all those great teams in the East, though. He beat the Bad Boy Pistons. When they were the Pacers old. teams with Reggie were really good. The Knicks with What's Patrick that? Ewing and John Starks oh, were good. Not the with the Jordan rules. Come on now. Yeah. Literally, they had an entire set of rules that he wouldn't allow to get a layup, and he would just be hacked to pieces every time he went to the basket. I would love right. to play the, a- the AARP Pistons, too, and they would need a life alert <laughs> to get up the court. I would love to do that, too. Wait. Yeah. He got there when they was on the down the swing. But they, they just yeah. won a championship back-to-back. Well, no, they the, were old when he got. They were old. They were old when he played. Two years old. It changes. Two it can change a lot because players can literally lose their prime in like a year. He took off. He took off two years. He came back and still whooped everybody. Exactly. Ass. He didn't even love and the game. Still whooped everybody ass. All right, VJ. Before war breaks out, <laughs> give, yeah, give us your top ten. <laughs> 
Okay, let me just right into it. Uh, number 10, I got the most dominant force probably in the history of the game. I got Shaq. Um, oh. Yeah, I think Shaq, most dominant big man ever played. Pretty hard to really get a grip on him, especially in those early 2000s, as you see with him and Kobe getting that three-peat. He's easily in my top 10. Number nine, um, I call him a glitch in the stat book because every time somebody breaks a record, and they get compared to him. So that's Will Chamberlain coming in at number nine. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. It, it was tough. I, I had to rearrange my list a little bit, but um, that's for good reason. Number eight, the best power forward of all time, five championships in San Antonio, uh, Tim Duncan, the big fundamental. It's really oh, yeah. hard to keep him out of the top ten and just what he's done at that position for so long. Uh, he just was pretty much a stationary for greatness, I would say. Um, number seven, I had Larry Bird here. Uh, to I see me, where you going with this? Hold on, Papa Franklin. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> hold on. Yeah, but uh, number seven, Larry Bird. To me, I got him as the second greatest small forward of all time. Um, one of the best Celtics, if not probably the second. No, the second greatest Celtic, I would say behind another person soon to be spoken of. Um, <laughs> number six, I got Kobe. Uh, <gasps> I think he's the best. Compa- Papa Franklin, I told you, give me a second. <laughs> I'm hyperventilating over here. No, but yeah, no, number six, I got Kobe, best competitor, uh, probably one of the greatest worth, ec- uh, worth ethics too. Um, probably mirrors MJ close to anything we've seen. And then number five, the best point guard of all time, Magic Johnson. Um, I think he really paved the way for big guards. Uh, either Jalen Rose, the Ben Simmons, LeBron James, the Penny Hardaways, like guys who have size, can see over the floor, and actually handle without having to back up the way up the court. Um, so Magic is easy there, too. Showtime. Uh, four, Bill Russell. Um, most rings all time in the league. Um, just a... He's also like probably the all-time winningest person. If you just look at Mount Rushmore, somewhere you've got to have Bill Russell carved and etched in there somewhere. And just how can you not have respect for him? That's why I say he's the first, the best Celtic of all time, right above Larry. Number three, I have Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Um, he's an all-time – he's just all-around winner. I think at UCLA he had two or three national titles. I think he had a couple of player of the years in there. Uh and he's just he won in the NBA too, and he's an all-time leading scorer. So how could you not? And then here is where I'm probably gonna have to put on my bulletproof vest. I know there's some shots about to get PJ, thrown. Don't do it. Your list is going so do well. Don't do ruin it, it now, fellas. Fellas, here we go. Um, I got Michael Jeffrey Jordan here at number two. No. Oh. Yes! <laughs> Listeners, two quick, out of the three members of this podcast look, are delusional. <laughs> all I'm saying is if I put We've him at number two, all credibility. Let him finish. Let him finish. Let him finish. Yeah, I'm putting him at number two, but does this hurt my chances of getting my pan of lasagna, Papa Franklin? Is that <laughs> an issue here? It, 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 it could be. Go, continue. Okay, okay. No, I'm just saying. Here we go. So most people would, when they say six and zero in the finals, they really want. They make it seem like Michael Jordan only played six seasons, and in those six seasons, he won every year. Whenever years he got bounced out in the first round, 
Um, there were years until he got Scotty where he really didn't see success. But when you hear these guys on TV, they always kind of say 6-0, and never got to a game seven. But they just want to make it seem like Jordan played six seasons and went six for six. But that's kind of not really taken to the whole account of his career. But um, I'm not here to bash MJ. I don't do that. But number one, I got LeBron. I got Thank LeBron you. James. You. Um, you just want to talk about greatest all-around player. I think you can look no further. Um, a six-nine point guard, and I think Jerry West said it, one of the best things you can do is make your teammates better. And I think everywhere LeBron has been, he's made his teammates better. And you can just kind of see that to deliver three championships to three different organizations and to get Cleveland something that hasn't had in over 50 years to bring the Lakers uh, franchise back from turmoil. I just think that was a really big step for LeBron too, especially because people were kind of trying to throw him in the trenches saying he went to LA for mm. movies and to be Michael B. Jordan. So he I just think did. that LeBron, well, I don't think he would got a title if that was the case, but I just got LeBron as my number one all around. So there you have it. I appreciate that. He, oh, let me get this straight. I mean, he had to go to three teams and build an all-star cast around him. Okay. The, the, the yeah. teams changes throughout the years. That's no. what I'm trying to say. He no, didn't have the same me, players every year. Tell me who he, uh, an all-star team guy came to him. Name one. It doesn't matter if it came to him or Name not. One. He still has Scottie Pippen. Hold on, hold on. He got MJ drafted. did have Scotty Pippen. He still had him. He, he was an all-star. Hold on, hold on. He got drafted. Kyrie was hold on, drafted. Hold on. When you're talking about the culture of the NBA, LeBron is the one to start kind of the recruiting process. Okay. No. Not super Boston. Boston. Not super whether it's Boston. good. Boston. Not su- whether Boston. it's Boston. good. Boston. Whether it's Boston. bad. Boston. LeBron was the one to really kick off the Boston. recruiting Boston. process. Boston you're trying to say Boston. Paul Pierce was the first one to do it? Come yes. on. They started, the, they, start, they started the super teams. Super teams was all yeah, that was the one that was first first name first name super team. Bro, the Celtics no was trash until they got Paul. LeBron like, has been KG doing this for twenty years. He ain't even been in the league twenty years though. <laughs> I know, exactly. I see what I'm saying. He brought LeBron's he brought a team with Eric Snow, Ruby Gibson to the finals, and then and why did go go then go? Yes, they had to stack but he still made it there. Dude, whether you agree or not, LeBron is the all-time recruiter of bringing in players to play with because they do it to beat him first though well, they do actually because they first. can't beat him it's, it's, exactly it's LeBron and rich paul <laughs> rich paul is really yeah. it's lebron and rich paul there's a three-step process to get to play with lebron and step exactly. one is to get rich paul as your agent <laughs> but i digress <laughs> exactly. that's i agree 100 I agree 100%. I, I, I don't understand how today you guys can put LeBron as the GOAT. Just look at his skill. Like, best player means the best basketball player Have of all time. Jordan plays? No, it means the most accomplished in NBA. That, okay, that's another discussion then. No, it's not. It's, that's Wait, the most means. accomplished is Bill Russell. He should be number one on all of our lists. I mean, I'm not technically disagreeing with you. But. Yeah, hey, if, thank that's you. The, if that's the argument, then... <laughs> I mean, it, I, changes I, the whole, it changes the whole top ten. Robert Horry should be in the top ten. He yeah, has six if rings. Ra- exactly. If am I, am I wrong? That's, is, 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 if we're talking no, no, achievements... No, yeah. Okay. If we're talking exactly. achievements, exactly. it's a whole different thing. It's not... Okay, let me rephrase that. It's not just achievements. It's a combination of achievements and skill. But we're talking bas- basketball player, the concept of basketball. Their skill. Jordan has more. It's a combination. No, he doesn't. Of both. Yeah, it, 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 LeBron it, James yeah. is an all-around best player. Here, 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 here it is. No. In the last ten seconds of the ball game, 
and you're down by one. This is this makes no sense because everybody has different. That's a different discussion. That's a different. That's a whole different discussion. That's a different discussion. That's it's one. That's one skill of the game. Okay, I'm taking Neil. Dion, who is your goat of the NFL? Who's the goat of the NFL? Tom Brady, skill wise. Well, then how is it not Patrick Mahomes? Patrick Mahomes has the greatest set of skills the NFL has ever seen. He's been here or for three Aaron years. Or Aaron Rodgers. He's been here for three years. That, right, so it's a great. combination of skill and I'm not talking. I'm not, I'm not talking about accolades yeah. at all. Yeah, that was a good analogy. Tom Brady, Tom Brady did it for, what, 20 years? Yeah, but Tom Brady, that's what we're saying. You equate Michael Jordan to Tom Brady because they have the combination. Nope. I'm equating of, Tom Brady to LeBron. How? Skill. Tom Brady, Tom Brady, Tom Brady brought this skill no, set is throughout Mahomes. 20 years. Rare athletic talent who might be the GOAT when all things are said and done. But isn't I think that. Aaron Rodgers is more like Aaron Rodgers and LeBron is probably more comparable. That's, that's, that's like, fair, but like you, yeah. see, you see what I'm saying. Yeah, I see it, but I don't know. I just think like, well, who, who I think, is it Montana or who is undefeated? In Super Bowl, it's Montana. He's not even right? in the conversation. And so you, you just see how like the it gets twisted and like the narrative can change from quarterback to NBA. Just like well, this, it depends on what you're looking for. You, but that, but that's the thing. Though. Hold on. With the NFL, with the NFL, the general discussion is: is it Brady with the more accolades, going to nine Super Bowls, winning six, versus the mystique and the perfection of Montana? Right, never lost. Mm-hmm. But somehow it's flipped. Uh, LeBron has a losing record, and Jordan has the mystique and is undefeated and has more rings. But somehow LeBron is still the goat. No shot. Yes, shot says oh, you. Well. But I, I did. Okay. I just made my point. So, so I mean, so I skip Bayless. Me, Jim Kelly. <laughs> How dare you? Hey, <laughs> How hey. dare you? That was, that was pretty. That was pretty far. I'm sorry. <laughs> We're starting to hurt each other's feelings we don't, now. We don't throw, throw around, around that Skip, Skip Bayless. Bayless. We don't throw around Skip Bayless pretty softly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll take that one back. I got oh, a podcast timeout. <laughs> All right. Let us know what you guys think. Please get onto Instagram and tell Dion and VJ, as an intelligent viewer, how no. wrong they are. But we're out of time, Dion. So if you're listening to this, we really appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Remember to follow us at the Dagger Podcast on Instagram to get involved with the show. And we will see you guys next time. Thank you. Right, people. You guys know. Right, me. If you don't know what is right, come join the dark side with me and DJ. And let us get that lasagna from Papa Franklin. Start the petition right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Peace out. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Papa Franklin. Peace. Thanks, Papa Franklin. Thanks, guys. In business, you rarely hear the expression for life. You make a purchase for a product, for a service, and, and there's, a, there's a time frame there. Well, that's not the case with Awaken 180 weight loss. Allow me to explain. You know, a year ago, I started with Awaken 180 weight loss and had incredible success losing weight. But you can lose all the weight in the world and not keep it off. And what good is it? 
That's why I have support for life from Awaken 180. Yeah. I mean, I go back for check-ins and make sure everything's going smoothly. But if I ever had a problem, the counselors are there to get me back on track. Why don't you do what I did and call for a consultation? 844-346-1800. 844-346-1800. Or go to awaken180weightloss.com. 